name was Aqualung. Welcome to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. This is episode 31. With me this week, I've got Kip Petrantoni and Mats Polska. We're going to be covering Modern Warfare 2's launch, Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy 13 news. Um, we're also going to be going over our Week in Geek with Dragon Age Origins, Kip's Nintendo, and Mats is going to be talking to us about Borderlands. So uh, let's actually go through the news first. Who, which one of you two want to actually cover this? Uh, Kip, the handsome one, or, or, or Mats, the strong one? Which Who should, who should mm. do it? I'm going for the handsome one. (laughs) I got it, I got it, okay. (laughs) So, um, obviously biggest news of the week is that Modern Warfare 2 launched on Tuesday. Uh, Potentially it sold 7 million copies day one, making it the number one media release of the year, beating out Transformers 2. So, uh, I don't know, I haven't played it yet, personally. Have either of you two played it? Um, no. I haven't played it yet. I, I'm I'm one of the people that are actually going to wait for it to go on sale. Hmm. Dude, so you're going to wait a couple of years for, to play it? Um, <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I, I'll wait until C- Steam has a weekend deal on it, because they will have a weekend deal on that before before April, guaranteed. Really? I'm, I'm just yeah. going off topic a bit here, but uh, the first one only dropped in price retail at least <laughs> uh, two weeks before the second one came out, so... Um, yeah, that might be so, but I, I do remember them doing a Steam Weekend deal on it at least oh, once okay. or twice. Um, hey, regardless, Mots, have you played it? Uh, no, not yet. I've kind of been busy That's with awesome. that stuff. We're, we're, <laughs> really, we're a really great gaming website, everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Elliot did an awesome job of covering that game in like uh, in the, the amount of time that he did. And um, I, I, what I've actually been trying to wait to do is, is telling him to run on an errand up to like Bethesda or some shit like that and while I break into his house and steal his copy. It's an expensive game, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it's a pretty good game. Uh, it sold 7 million copies. It's getting pretty good reviews overall. Um, I don't know. I just personally not my, my cup of tea. Uh, just not that into Call of Duty, I guess. Not into competitive multiplayer, and that's what that game is. So I'm probably not the best person to have on this week. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm really excited about the single-player version of the game, but since it's, like, very multiplayer-centric, that's why I'm waiting my next multiplayer game that I'm waiting for is Battlefield Bad Company 2, and that's Dude, I, out after the beer. Remember I doubted that last week? Yes, I do. I and went, you're a silly man. Yeah, because I went and saw some videos of that, and holy mother of God, that looks good. It looks amazing. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> and, well, you know, hey. the fact that I can get it on PC sort of, um, yeah, validates the whole thing for me. Yeah. Okay, moving on in the news. Uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen gets an official release date of March 9th, 2010, putting another game right in that Q to, uh, Q1 2010 area. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the video they actually released that with reminded me a lot of, like, a car company. I don't know if either of you guys watched it, but it was like, it was like Final Fantasy is, has been with us for 20 years now, and it's delivered... Amazing, remarkable content every single, with every single release. And he's walking by all these banners with all the symbols. Mm. And I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yet. No, I know, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. It is very car commercial esque. Yeah, it's very strange. So I, I thought that was kind of a weird. I thought it, it came off a little smug. To me. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's it's Square Enix though. You know, they've always been a little smug. So. I, well, no, I think their usual release things are like, oh, look at this. <laughs> Not like, hey, you, you know what you're getting from us. It's the best. You know, it was. <laughs> no, yeah, but they've always kind of been that way. It's like, whenever they release a Final Fantasy game, it's uh, they, 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 you know, um, position it so that it's very clear that they think nothing else matters. Any RPG is blown out of the water automatically just by the game being called Fun Fancy. And though they might actually be right because they spend an extraordinary amount of time and and, and money on the games, um, you know, they they're they're kind of, kind of always been a little arrogant about it, in my opinion at least. 
The other interesting thing is is that that's the worldwide re- or that's not the word that's the America European release date, and that will be on the 360 and the PS3 at the same time. Um, the other aspect is Final Fantasy 13 versus, which we didn't get any further confirmation on mm. it. So does anyone think that? What... I'm sorry to just jump off topic a bit. Does anyone think that actually looks a little cooler? Yeah. It looks I a do. little more. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about him wearing a suit and driving a, what looks like a Mercedes, and you know, it, mm-hmm. there's something about it just looks new, looks innovative. Compared it to looks it looks cool, but it also doesn't look like Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So exactly. I mean, there's no like, unless the Mercedes is called a Chocobo, like <laughs> S10 or something. You know? It will have like a Chocobo license plate. You wait. Yeah. And see. Yeah. 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 So, um, so <clears throat> I don't know. You know, I'm not. I haven't really played a lot of Final Fantasy since seven and eight. Ooh. So I mean, I'm not. I'm kind of a not that great of a person to talk about that too much, but no, no, from what no, I understand, it's you should, similar in gameplay to the 12 from what I've should, seen, right? You should have just stopped there and just said, not that great of a person. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm i the exact opposite, Kip. I'm the kind of guy who... Uh, um, I, I will admit this. I've never done this before, this game, but I actually skipped a day of work for Final Fantasy XII. Wow. So it's the only game I've ever skipped a day of work for, too, actually. Only, ga- only game. Only day, too. I did the same for Final Fantasy X. Really? Oh, and it wasn't work; it was school. You so know? what happened with Eleven, guys? Oh, I played Eleven. <laughs> I actually have Eleven. I just I haven't. But played everyone it yet. hates it, doesn't? Don't they? Like, because it's, it's like online. It's the online version. It's it's not like I hate it. It's just really hard. Which, by the way, it's on sale this weekend on Steam. I think it's mm. on sale this weekend on Steam. Uh, what's it so in the beginning? In the you know before the huge expansions that they if you died you died. It was permadeath, right? Um, it wasn't permadeath. It was it was just severe, severe death like penalty. But anyway, we're we're really getting off topic here. Let's uh let's get back on track with the news. <laughs> okay. Uh, another in other news, Facebook and new gamer cards potentially confirmed for PS3. Basically, what happened was a site, uh, kind of a little name site. Uh, it was like I can't remember the exact title of it. Released some photos of the cross media bar with Facebook, and as usual, most people were. Uh oh! Whoa! There we go. Um, yeah. Who did we lose? Kip or Mots? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. You. I guess we just lost Kip. Yeah. Call dropped. Yeah. That's sad. Well, anyway, continuing on with what Kip was saying, uh, another site actually picked it up, and um, then we picked it up, and several other sites have picked it up, and IGN has picked it up. Yet nobody is one hundred percent certain if it's real or not. Well, from from. What I've uh, seen of it, it looks pretty real, and, and no one's really denying it. Um, whereas they, you know, usually don't. But um, I don't know. I I don't see I don't see any obvious tells for this being fake. So yeah, neither do I. Mm. Neither do I. It'll still be neat, you know, having Facebook integration and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Gran Turismo costing sixty million dollars to make. Um. That's a <laughs> lot of money. And, yeah. And, a lot of us are actually curious if they're going to be making that kind of bucks back. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 think I saw the comments for the post, and I think uh, a lot of you people are forgetting about Europe. Uh, the sales, if, if this succeeds in Europe, that alone will make, it, will make the money back. Uh, least of which because games are more expensive in Europe. So, you know. Yeah, that might be true, but I mean, <clears throat> I'm also kind of thinking along the lines of like Call of Duty 2 actually launched and it, it sold 200 million for its its first day, which was like phenomenal. A lot of games are actually happy if they make that kind of uh, profit at all, like uh, or, or have the kind of sales that even came close to to um, Call of Duty sales. But uh, many times, if if companies don't make back at least double their money, they they will kind of consider it a success, but not really. So, oh, and you can bet your ass that Call of Duty was cheaper to make than Gran Turismo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it it will be interesting to see what happens after this. I I hope that Gran Turismo makes their money back on it, um, but at the same time, I think they need to make their game a little bit more accessible to to the mass audience. I I loved the first one and the one on the the PlayStation Two. But at the same time, they were both really inaccessible to me. I played them what, and bought them because I like the cool cars, but I sucked at the racing. What, what you got to realize here is that 
then they would be put in. If they did that, they would be put into competition with Burnout, Need for Speed, and Motorstorm. They don't want that because they they wouldn't be the best at that, and they can only sell what they're the best at, especially right. in, in in the in the driving games uh, genre because. No one buys every driving game out there. You might buy every action-adventure out there, but you don't buy every driving game. Uh, and so what they've done is they've positioned themselves... Well, I think there's, be... there's probably driving enthusiasts. Yeah, but I mean... I think there's driving enthusiasts out there. Yeah, but there's not, you know, a, a significant amount of them. I would assume, at least. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's To me, it, it's like... Sony will support them on this. Uh, this game will be bundled a lot, and I know a lot of people said that That's they true. don't make money out of bundles, but you do. Sony pays you to have the game in the bundle. You don't just give out yeah. the game to Sony if you're third party, which uh, Plif Ninja Digital is. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They, they, they wouldn't be doing it if they were going to be losing this much cash. Mm. You know, plus it's making sixty. If, if it's making, if it costs sixty million to actually make. Um, how much are they actually going to be getting from sponsorships from these car companies and stuff like that? Well, oh, a, a bunch, that's, probably that's actually, more. That's that's actually another huge question. Do they have to pay these companies? I, I don't know. Do they need to pay companies? No, like, no, 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 no. It's the other way around. Really? Okay. Well, that's, well, that's interesting. I mean, there, there's licensed cars, and then there's, you know, they, they certainly do pay some of them, uh, from what I've read uh, from the, uh, the director. But on some, some other games, they're actually, you know, get sponsored on some lesser known cars for example will, will suddenly show up in the game not because they're good cars or anything just because you know they got paid to put them there so yeah yeah <laughs> okay well uh moving forward um Natal was actually um announced by time magazine uh as one of the top 100 inventions yeah that was weird is... <clears throat> considering no one's played it yet really i don't understand how it's on there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of makes you wonder who on time actually got a chance to play it, you know? Because, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, as far as, like, technology that's pushing uh, the, the medium forward or, or, you know, I guess just technology and forward, mm-hmm. I would actually even put my money more towards um, the on-live service, the whole cloud computing, you know, um, digital distribution video game system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Natal isn't new technology. It's been around, around for years. We just This is the first time it's been put in a game system. So yeah. wait, wait. Randy, what's OnLive? Oh, OnLive is um OnLive is actually a console that they were originally scheduling to come out before this holiday season, but we haven't heard much from them since E3. Oh, that's right. It was that thing that they talked about forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mentioned since. That's well, it's right. I forgot. I completely forgot about that thing. They started doing I guess recently they started doing beta testing on it though. Um see, see, so but, it's it's progressing. Yeah, the thing with it is you have to have the infrastructure to run that thing, so you have to... Say that again, Kip? Wasn't it slated for release this holiday season? It was, um, but like, I I guess... That was why why I was being sarcastic, I guess, because, I mean, I hadn't heard a single thing about it, and we didn't hear about it at E3, did we? Yeah, uh, that, I think that is actually where most people first heard about it. And, okay. and, and honestly, to get people's attention, you want to make bombastic promises like that. I'm not saying like that it was a, a good decision, but it was it was kind of some shifty, you know, PR work on their behalf, saying, "Oh, we're totally gonna have this out by by holiday '09," and you know, get ready to have your socks blown off. You know, so I do think, you think it's gonna be the next Phantom. No, I think that the technology for that is golden. They just need to, to work up the infrastructure because, you know, you need uh, server stations within, uh, what is it, 100 miles or something? Something like that. Yeah, and so it's, <clears throat> yeah, you have to build a lot of infrastructure to get that thing to work properly. But once you do, then it should work perfectly. Well, what they need to do is actually, like I said before, team up with a, an already existing cloud Cloud computing-based system like Netflix, and then the two of them can take over the world together. Yeah. Honestly, if, if OnLive and Netflix got together, they would be a crushing company. Mm. Uh, you know what the problem is, though, still, is unless they got first-party games on there, they're not going to do crap. They so. do have. They, they're planning on having, like, EA games and, and a bunch of uh, Ubisoft games. I'm saying they're not going to have Microsoft games. They're not going to have Sony games. Oh, oh. Nintendo games on there. Oh, first. I see. I mean, look, look at the releases for PS3 this year. They were big. Uncharted, Ratchet and Clank. What else? Um, are you and talking about exclusive stuff? We, yeah, we also yeah. had Infamous. Infamous. Um, you know, Gran Turismo. N- none of those games would appear on that. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. they did talk about how they could integrate the service into existing consoles as long as they have an e- Ethernet port. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's possible to to just have an online app on the PS3 crossbar. Yeah. Why would Why would Sony want to do that? I mean, why? Especially why would Microsoft want to do that when they're already selling their? You know what I mean? Yeah. True. I don't know. Uh, yeah. it, it's it it's not it's not for this generation. That's for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's getting a little bit off topic. So Natal has been named one of the top 100 inventions. Um, GameStop has actually decided to start selling downloadable content in stores. Uh, and the way it, the way it works out is you you go in and you prepay for it basically, and you're given a code so you can go home and uh, install it on your machine once you get home. Um, I can only think of a few type of groups of people that this would cater to, you know, and that would be one kids that don't have credit cards yet. Or kids that aren't allowed to use their parents' credit cards. Um, who actually don't want to put their credit card information online. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I can think of. And and PSP Go users, you know, like when they want to get a gift for their PSP, you know. Ah. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? You bring up a good point. That would be an excellent way to like buy downloadable gifts for somebody else. Yeah. yeah, but I don't huh. know, though. I mean, the whole point of downloadable con- content is that you can get it from home. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I think this is kind of weird. Uh, obviously, it's game to stop trying to stay alive <laughs> in the upcoming shift towards down- downloadable content. But um, I think, I think honestly, I think the, the buying the co- cards with the, the, you know, download code on, I think that's probably a, a more realistic idea for them. <clears throat> Um, here's here's what I'm thinking would be. Here, let me give you the coolest scenario for me and like the le- the stupidest scenario for me. <laughs> coolest scenario, I go there to GameStop. They say, "Hey, for thirty dollars, you can get all three Pixel Junk games." I'm like, "That's pretty sweet." Worst case scenario, I go into GameStop and for they're like, "Hey, do you want to get the new Call of Duty map pack with that?" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Thank you. Look. Leave me alone. And I don't want a subscription to Game Informer either. And I don't want to buy the used copy. Yeah, exactly. So the worst case scenario, they come in and they, it's just like a tack on advertising thing, which, you know, based on GameStop, I bet that's what it's going to be, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, can't you see that already? <laughs> walking in, picking up Call of Duty 3, and then being like, would you like to pay an extra $10 to get the four map packs with it? You know. Yeah, that's what they're going to end up doing, man. And um, you know, not only that, but you're going to be paying the taxes on it as well. Right now, you're not you don't pay tax on downloadable content, do you? I don't, uh, I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't think so. So, no. so I guess beware when when that actually comes around. Yep. Uh, so um, that's it for news. Yeah, so. that's it for news. <laughs> Want to take a real quick break? Yes. All right then. All right. <laughs> Hey Elder Geeks, got an idea for the site? Or do you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about on Elderspeak? Be sure to drop us a suggestion on either the forums or by sending an email to info at elder-geek.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, now we're actually going to be discussing our week in geek. And to start us off, since uh, Mott's kind of chickened out from the news, he's going to talk to us about what he did this weeky. In his geeky. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, I actually just got home uh, from watching uh, 2012, the movie, uh, in theaters. And, um, yeah, it's, it's look, it's interesting. It has a lot of special effects. It has a lot of interesting uh, themes about it. Uh, especially the way they completely dis- disregard the uh, physical laws of our universe, but, uh, you know. Um, <clears throat> and, well, um, it's two hours and around well, around two and a half hours, and um, it's painfully long, to be honest. It's just so much of the, of the spectacular, you know, cat- catastrophe, uh, special effects screen, and then heartfelt moment between the main uh, characters, and then another spectacular moment of uh, destruction and mayhem, and then, you know, cutscene with, uh, or not cutscene, but scene with, uh, you know, the, the uh, main characters uh, having a heartfelt moment again. Um, it's kind of, it, got, it get, can, 
gets kind of repetitive, but uh, it the the movie does have some interesting themes. You know, the whole um, um, struggle for survival of humanity and the choices you make within those uh, situations, and really a, a lot of parallels between how you know how um, how effective, how uh, how incredibly. Uh, um, Skillfully, uh, humanity shows off what it can do when in peril. And I think for those reasons, it's kind of interesting, but at the same time, it's just such a formulaic kind of movie. You've seen this, this kind of movie before in, in all kinds of end of the world movies that seem to be really popular now these days. Uh, luckily, I'd say that this is the better of them. Um, you know, you had the, um, uh, what was the one with, uh, with, uh, the guy from Matrix in it? Uh, oh, um... Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah, um... It was a remake of the old one. Shoot, why can't I remember it? The Earth Stood Still. Yeah, yeah, I actually really want to see that movie. It's terrible. It was okay. I saw it in the theater. It was all right. Yeah? It was not great. I like cheesy yeah. movies like that, though. No, but it seriously... Cheesy. It's just, the I don't end, know, it's just weird. The ending in that movie is just so terrible. It's, it's yeah. Uh, but... Uh, <clears throat> This, I would say, is the better of them. Um, this is better right. than, definitely better than The Day After Tomorrow and, uh, and, and that kind of, it's, it's really similar to that one actually, but I'd definitely recommend this. Maybe not as a theater, um, kind of thing, but rent it once it comes out on Blu-ray or DVD and, uh, and give that a go. I'd definitely say Blu-ray because there's a lot of special effects in this movie and a lot of spe- spectacular scenes that you kind of mm-hmm. want to see in the full HD experience. Sweet. Uh, but yeah. So what? Uh, so what class are you in? In uh, Borderlands? Oh yeah, and I've been playing Borderlands, and I am a hunter. Um, which uh, well, basically, you have five different classes, and um, at the beginning, you can't customize your character's look at all. But uh, you get the. Are cheats. you doing it on your your PC or 360? Uh, PC. You doing a lot of co-op stuff? Uh some with my roommate. Yeah. We tried a little bit. It doesn't really work well in co-op. Either, I, I'd say though, because it's. Are you serious? Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to uh, to um, sort of um, cooperate fully. Huh? Because hey, okay, Moss, like I I haven't played Borderlands, so I don't. I, I, you know what? Can you tell me a little bit about it first? It's an or- <laughs> <laughs> It's a cel shaded. <laughs> it's a like, cel. <laughs> it's a cel shaded um, uh, shooter RPG. Um, yeah, it's it's quote unquote the first hybrid first person shooter role playing game. It's like Fallout, without yeah. the system. Um, and um, it has like a million weapons. Uh, basically, that means that they randomly, you know, generate weapons uh, all the time. Um, okay. But but getting back to the co-op, though, it's just... Uh, I don't know, you know, we, we're sitting in the same room and talking to each other while playing it, but for some reason, it's just so hard to keep track of what the other person's doing. The map sucks. And the um, and and just generally, when I pick up a quest, you can only pick up the, up a quest if you're the you know host of the game. The other guy can't do anything, and so uh, say I'm level 20 and he's level 8, then own and I'm the host, then I can pick up my level 20 quests. But obviously he won't stand a chance in those, so it just I should be able to help him with his quests, and I can't. Uh, then he has to be the host, and. Um, also, it's it's just uh, whenever someone picks up a quest, uh, especially online, and they just um, click through it, um, you actually see their screen and their cutscene. So whenever if you're on the other side of the area and they pick up a quest from someone, you actually get to see the scene where they talk to that someone and and read uh, the details of the quest. But of course, if they've done this before, they'll just click right through it, and you know you won't get the chance to read it. So it, no. it's little stuff like that, where it's, you know it disappears. You won't, you don't have the option to keep the window open or anything. It just disappears because it's on his screen. Huh. Uh, so it's just kind of confusing that way. And also when you when you play, there's no real co- coordination. Um, uh, recently, I played a lot of co-op in in uh, Flashpoint Dragon Rising, and and you know there you can really cooperate and time your shots and everything. In Borderlands, it's just more like. Go kill people! Yay, chaos! Uh, so, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, would you would you say it's at least worth renting? Oh yeah, definitely. Just um, I think the single player is actually the best experience because then you can sort of do things your way and and 
and use your pace and and uh, sort of get into the story a little bit and all that stuff. You can't do that in co-op, so badass, badass. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, let's let's switch over to Kip here. Kip, you've uh, you and I were actually talking this week, and and uh, you were kind of flaunting your your original Nintendo that you've decided to resurrect. Now, did this require any amount of voodoo to get it to work again, or, or um, just a whole lot of blowing? <laughs> Take it how you want it. <laughs> no, um, but really, did it did it go? Did it work? <clears throat> okay, so the first <clears throat> the first day I tried it did not work. I I plugged it in, did everything. I went out and bought the cable adapter. Yeah. Over and over again, I would I kept getting a yellow screen, just yellow, 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 yellow. So then the other day, uh, my buddy came over and he was like, "Is that a regular Nintendo?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like. <laughs> He was like, can you get it to work? And I was like, no, see what, just look what happened. So I put, I put a game in, turned it on, and I got like a glimmer of Mario for like 30, like 30 seconds. And then it died. Uh huh. And we were like, oh my God. And so we sat there and blowed, you know, blew in the cartridge, blew in the system for like maybe five minutes, and then it started working again. Huh. So we're pretty, we were really excited. We were playing a couple of different games last night. Uh, here's the games I was able to find in my basement the other day. Uh, I have the game Tennis. Just tennis. Yeah, that was a badass one. That was a good one. Yeah, it really was. I have WrestleMania Challenge. Ha! Ooh, nice. The following wrestlers on the t- on the cover: uh, Hulk Hogan, of the course. Ultimate Warrior, Big Boss Man, Andre the Giant, and uh, King Macho Man. Not the Ultimate Warrior? That's awesome. Yep. I got Super Mario Brothers uh, one and two. Nice. And then I got here's the here's the good ones. I got Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which is obviously sweet. It's and not just Punch-Out, it's Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Oh, it's Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Good for oh. you, dude. And then finally, I got Ninja Gaiden. Oh, so, nice. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Ninja Gaiden is hard. Yeah. Like, it's so hard. Like, I don't even understand how, as a kid, I even got, like, I can't even be, like, the second level. You know, you, know you want to know how? You sat there over and over and over and over again, trying and trying because you had nothing better to do, or nothing else yeah. that you'd like to do, at least. Right. Well, uh, and let me ask you this, Kip. When you were a kid, how did you say the title of that game? Oh, I said Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, me too. Me too. It was Ninja Gaiden all day long. We Americanized the shit out of that. Hell yeah. (laughs) Everybody felt stupid when it was like, oh, uh, it's Ninja Gaiden. Well, how about, how did you say the main character's name? Ryu. Yeah, I said Ryu too, and it's Ryu. Same same thing with like Street Fighter. It was like, oh, I'm Ryu. Are you Ken? Okay, so the other thing I have is the Konami laser scope. Huh? Which the headset dealy. Which is the helmet that you oh. put on and it works oh. as a light gun. Um, I would say next to the the actual power glove, <coughs> excuse me, it's probably the coolest thing ever and absolutely does not work whatsoever. You obviously <laughs> don't have Rob then, man. Dude, Rob sucks, man. Rob does Rob, not suck. I mean, <laughs> Let me tell you about Rob. I obviously do have Rob. And do you really? Rob, Rob never worked for anything ever. He worked on Gyro Might. He did not. He did too. I don't believe it. <laughs> Pictures or pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> what, <clears throat> what was he ever supposed to do? Actually, I never got that. He was supposed to kind of like play with you, you know, yeah, just to kind of guide you and show you secrets and stuff. But it was. Obviously, way too advanced technology for the time. You're huh. fucking right. It was. You could tell it was too advanced by the by the uh, eyeballs that were a rip off of a uh, short circuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Device was ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> so I got that. I got the original white gun, the orange and gray one. Nintendo. Nice. So I've been feeling pretty cool, you know, sitting around with my Nintendo. I also found my old uh, Atari 2600, but right now that that has been a failure. Just haven't mm-hmm. been able to get that one to work. And I dug up my original PlayStation. You know what's really weird about the original PlayStation? Got to turn it upside down to run it? <clears throat> no. But on the back, how it has a parallel port. Uh-huh. Like, what the hell was the point of that? Like, you were going to print from the goddamn thing or something. Yeah, I did. What the hell? It's got, like, a parallel port. and I, hmm. I, I did not understand that. I mean, I got... I remember... <laughs> I know. You know what I used You know what I used the parallel port for, though? No. It was the Game Shark. Oh, yeah. That's what it went for, but like it's like other than mod chips, what the hell was the point of that thing? I, I was uh, I was one of the early pioneers in modding PlayStations. Mine I actually modded right to my uh, right to my heart mother uh, right to the motherboard on my PlayStation. 
Hmm. What, you modded your PlayStation to your PlayStation? No, no, no. Like, the, the mod chips, like, before the mod chips, like, really kind of took off and you could just mm-hmm. plug them in the back, you used to have to disassemble your PlayStation and, and actually wire in a, a little chip right to your to your mm-hmm. uh, motherboard. Mm-hmm. You'd have four wires that would come out and you'd have to solder them to four different connections on the on the motherboard. It was nuts. Uh-huh. And that was to play what? Burned games. It was to play burned games. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know what I actually? No. You know what I actually had when I to play burned games and Japanese games. I had this. It was called a dragon, something, and you would you attach it in the parallel port at the back of the PlayStation. And then what you needed to do was you needed to break open a Bic pen. Yeah. And then you need to take the spring from it. <laughs> and you had to inside the PlayStation like there's this little hole that needs to get pressed down. Uh-huh. By, the, uh, by the lid, yeah, and you needed to press down that hole with that with that little spring, and you attach one end of the spring to the top part of the PlayStation, the other spring to the bottom, so you could leave your lid open while you played. And some <laughs> for some reason, when you did that, you could play burned games with that mod chip. <laughs> Strange. I actually oh, the things <clears throat> we did when we were kids. I actually had a mod chip for the PS, PS1 as well, our original PlayStation. And um, what I basically did is I got a guy to do it for, I think, what was 20 kroners, which is like $2. So it was insanely cheap back then to do that. Huh. So, <clears throat> yeah. Now the kroner, that's like a dollar, but with horns and an axe, right? Yeah, just about. Okay. And it's made, out of, it's made out of oak wood, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Burned by dragon's so. fire. They oh, okay. they bite it to make sure that it's legal tender. Yeah, that's yeah. the hole in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But see, the problem is every, every single Norwegian who bites into one bites right through it. <laughs> so it's one time use only. Yeah, yeah that's how you get, actually that's how you get change in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh Norway. So um that yeah so I've been playing that I actually don't have any original PlayStation games with me right now, but my PS3 plays PS1 games, so it's kind of pointless, but I just like what it looks like, so. Huh. Yep. <laughs> and that's pretty much it for my, uh, my Geek and Week. Cool. Week, week, my, uh, my Geek and Week, I, I, I just discovered, uh, Dr. Horrible in the, in the sing-along blog, or whatever the hell it's actually called. Kip, what's the official title? It's Dr. Dr. Horrible, Horrible sing-along blog. Yeah, I love it. If you haven't yeah. watched it yet, go watch it. Don't, 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 Stop our podcast and, and go go watch that. Right. Bye. We don't need the, the music. <laughs> You know, we could have done that in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That shit was live. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that out. So, if you like that, not ridiculous like I did, you'll like uh, it. stars Patrick and Felicia Day. Uh, most of our users use Felicia Day from, is it The Adventures of Neil? I don't know. I thought she was from the Guild. Well, yeah, she's also uh, featured in The Adventures of Neil, which oh. is a, which is a, a play on Zelda kind of nerd thing. Pretty um, kind of a little like like angry video game nerd. Yeah. Hmm. Like yeah. little old classic video, uh, YouTube videos. She's so. pretty, she appears pretty regularly on like G4 and shit too. Yeah, she is beautiful. Yeah, and she's, she's a ginger. So. <laughs> I've also this has been um, incredibly addicted to Dragon Age Origins, which was... Um, it was nice because on Wednesday, on Wednesday morning, um, well, Wednesday day was, was a holiday. So we had, we had better day off. So I spent my veterans day since it was pouring oh, I spent my veterans day slaying dragons and shit. Well, like I know nothing about Dragon Age Origins. <laughs> have you, have you ever played like a, any like uh, Bioware games before like Baldur's Gate or Neverwinter Nights or Icewind Dale or anything like that or Mass Effect? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's kind of like Mass Effect, but not in space, and with dragons. And harder. Huh. So, like RPG? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's okay. like an RPG in, in, in the, probably the most traditional sense. It's it's very, very interesting. Um, 
basically you you start off and you you are kind of this elite agent kind of thing and and uh without spoiling anything um you you basically need to construct an army uh you need to go from town to town solving their problems and construct an army to to fight the the ongoing plague of dark spawn um it's very cool i i enjoy it heavily so yeah, that's all i've got for you say it's better that or pirates of dark water the cartoon i've never watched that uh cartoon <laughs> What? Yeah, never watched that one. This sounds so similar. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, no, never watched. Somebody's, la- hilarious. Somebody's laughing hysterically out there. I promise you. <laughs> did uh, Did you ever play some co-op or something on Dragon Age? There's uh, There's actually no co-op. There's no multiplayer at all, which is kind of odd considering, like, you know, Baldur's Gate and you know the Neverwinter Nights series. You could play co-op. Yeah, and plus you do have party members, don't you? In, in yep. Dragon Age? Yep, you've got party members, and they're, they're the very typical, you know, uh, Dungeons & Dragons type characters. You've got, you know, mages and, and uh, uh, you know, archers and crap like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't believe, I don't think it's officially labeled a Dungeons & Dragons game, though, but it might as well be. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it, you know what? Actually, probably the, the closest way to describe it would be if, if you took Neverwinter Nights, and mixed it with Mass Effect and The Witcher. And, and the reason why I say The Witcher is because there's a lot of choices in the game that aren't necessarily labeled as good or evil. They're just choices. And, you know, you, you play with the consequences of, of your actions. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, is there any so, sort of uh, extreme customability? Um, you know, I... I don't know. You mean like as far as what your player looks like, or what? Uh, yeah. Like for modding community or anything? No, yeah, I mean, you I'm... can you can complete uh, for the for your main character. You can make him look or her look anything. You can make them look anything like you you want them to, and, and you've got your choice of like, um, you know, a fighter, rogue, or or mage class, and then you can further customize as you kind of go along. You know, when you level up, you can put spec points wherever you want. Fans of like multi like fans of MMOs who don't want to play an MMO right now will love Dragon Age Origins, and and people who loved the old like Baldur's Gate and and like I said Neverwinter Nights games will love this game. It kind of does look like a little like uh, Age of Conan, in my opinion, in the art style. Yeah, and the art style it is very Age of Conan ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is probably gonna well, I don't even want to say it, it's gonna be the game that's gonna like bring PC RPG gaming to consoles because you know. If it's missed guys like Kip entirely, then it then it didn't serve its purpose. Mm. You know, and I've seen previews and stuff for it, but like I said this last or last time I was on the podcast too, just the fact that it's called like Dragon Age Origins, I'm like not interested. Really? Yeah, just like I mean, Dr- Dragon Age Origins just seems like if you haven't played some other version of the game, I'm not going to be interested in Dragon Age Origins. Anything, like, I'm not just going to pick that up, you know? Anything that has the word dragon in it, or, like, the derivative of the word dragon in it, <clears throat> instant salivation on my nerdy behalf. See, that's hilarious, because that's the exact same thing I said two weeks ago, except the complete opposite. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, like, has the word dragon, origin, tactics, dystopia. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not interested. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not too big on the whole on the whole classic fantasy setting either, but um mm-hmm. um I don't know. I, I like the whole setting I like uh, the way Elder Scrolls does it, where they invent their own stuff instead. Instead of going back to, you know, myths. <clears throat> oh, I yeah, that's that's kind of what uh, I don't know, Elder Scrolls kinda steals from myths and stuff. They all do. Yeah, but yeah, but they they, they do they but they rebrand it. They they you know redesign it to fit their stuff, and, uh, and they have this sort of unique world. Whereas Dragon Age is basically just like you said is is basically Dungeons and Dragons, and yeah. uh, that's not something that necessarily appeals me to me that much. It art style wise and storyline it it borrows heavily, or at least at least in cinematics it borrows heavily from the the Lord of the Rings trilogy that that came out. Mm. Heavily. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that about rounds it up for uh, for this week in Geeky. We're actually going to take a real quick break, and then we're going to be back with our question of the week about the worst games we've ever played. Ooh. <laughs> 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 
In the November issue of Elder Geek, Patrick and Randy head to Anime USA to bring the latest coverage in anime news. We also have an Operation Flashpoint 2 giveaway for the PlayStation 3. Plus, we'll be bringing you fresh video reviews of Assassin's Creed 2 Special Edition, Modern Warfare 2, Left 4 Dead 2, and Dragon Age Origins, along with new episodes of the Elder Geek Gaming Show. Be sure to check out the site every day in the month of November for the latest news, reviews, and original features and more at www.elder-geek.com. Hey everybody, welcome back from the Real Quick Break. Uh, now we're actually going to be talking about our question of the week, and it's basically about the worst games we've ever played in our entire lives. Um, I'll go first. I I gotta tell you, I, I've played two pretty bad games in my lifetime. Well, I've played a ton of bad games, but uh, probably two of the worst games I've ever played um, come from two completely different uh, generations. Actually, they're probably separated by about 20 years. Um, probably the worst game was uh, 30 Family Games, uh, which I re- reviewed for the Wii not too long ago. And, and, and if, you're, if you're a fan of our YouTube channel, it's probably you'll see footage of it way, way in the early you know, archives of our YouTube channel. It was just probably one of the worst uh, cheap attempts of a cash-in for a, a Wii game ever. Uh, um, it was it was just putting the Wii on there, making making some waggle, and then you know slapping some happy people on the cover of the box, and then shoving it out the door. It was absolute garbage. There, there was a point when my wife and I were standing there both trying to play this game for review. And uh, we both kind of put down our controllers at the same time. It was like <clears throat> we're like, this is the worst. This is this is just terrible. <laughs> you know, it's like um, the one the one video you've got to watch is I think it's called the flags or or, um, or raising flags. Basically, you just take your two Wii remote, your your Wii remote and your nunchuck, and and you raise your right hand or raise your left hand based on what it's like a Simon Says game, but worse. And then they, they speed up so fast, it, it becomes comical because there's no way any human could actually, you know, go with what they're actually doing on screen. So that was that's probably my worst recent generation game that I've ever played. Um, one of the worst games of all that I've ever played has been um, Wrath of the Black Manta for the NES. And um, I bought it when I was a kid because I think I had like 30 bucks at the time and I really, really, really wanted Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. And uh, I think it was like, you know, Ninja Gaiden was like a $50 game at the time. And, uh, and I'm looking over the counter at KB Toy Stores, and I see this, this game called Wrath of the Black Knit Manta, and it's got this kick-ass-looking ninja on the cover of it. And it was on sale for $20, so I bought that. And uh, I, I probably played that game for about two years, you know, trying to convince myself that it was actually good. Uh, but it, it was crap. You know, in, in hindsight, it was, it was absolutely terrible. Um, just clunk controls, like one enemy on the screen at a time, but then just R would kill the enemy. Uh, yeah. And and the final boss, I beat it a couple of times, but it was it was always at random. Um, like you had four special powers, but you were supposed to memorize the way to use your four special powers to actually kill this end boss. And and I just kind of sat there and just kind of randomly mashed buttons until I beat it. But anyway, Wrath of the Black Manta. I I, I kind of wish that the angry video game nerd actually picked that one up. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That, those are my worst two games ever. Um, well, uh, actually, my my game is uh, is Batman and Robin for the original PlayStation, and um, I kind of sort of liked it at first when I first played it. Uh, the atmosphere is definitely there for the Batman uh, fr- series or universe. Um, they 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 got that part down. The music is great, and the, and the atmosphere and the voice acting is just you know spot on. You know, compared to the mm-hmm. movies, of course, this was based on all three movies in one, um, in one game. And um, yeah, it's just so horrible uh, in the gameplay, and it's extremely hard because it's so horrible in the gameplay. Uh, I think uh, the first you know guy you go up against is Doctor Freeze, and uh, I never got past him, not once. Um, <laughs> and I played this game for a while. Actually, why'd you uh, buy it? I didn't actually. I traded it uh, because uh, this uh, this woman had bought it for the for a kid, and um, 
And uh, <clears throat> he didn't really understand it because he was too young. So she asked my mother if I had any, you know, games to trade with him. Um, and so I gave him like uh, FIFA 07 or 06 or something, or 96 or something, uh, 97 or 96 or something. And uh, so, you, so you traded a decent game for a piece of crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't really that into football, uh, even though now when I'm, you know. Uh, going back, I can mem- remember how f- fun that game actually was. So, <clears throat> Ma, yeah. Do you mean soccer? Because this oh. is a soccer game, right? Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> 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 you know, you know what you call football. You do realize that you don't really use your feet that much in the game, right? <laughs> I, I no, I don't understand. It should be throwball or something. No, 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 no. no I don't know. It's football. <laughs> you, you talk about soccer, right? That's the one where you kick the ball with your foot. <coughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a very bad game. I thought it was good at the time. I, I was young, and uh, I tried <laughs> to convince myself because of the atmosphere and because of the the good you know feel I got from the game compared to the movies that it was good. But you know. The gameplay was just so horrible that you should never try this game. Never, ever. Not even for collection's sake. Don't even get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh, Kip, what about you? What is what is your worst game you've, you've ever played? Jeez. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid saying, like, broken games or anything. Because, I mean, obviously those, like, you know, like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, it just doesn't work. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, that's okay. But for just terrible games or just... Just ter- just bad because they're, they're just unplayable for me. Uh, the first one is uh, The Simpsons' Bart's Nightmare. Now, first, when I probably said The Simpsons, most people were like, zombies ate my neighbors, oh my gosh. Because all that game is is spraying things that are purple to being other colors mm-hmm. and stealing hats, which is a very strange concept for The Simpsons. But um, actually, Bart's Nightmare was a, was a game where you were Bart and you were up in the treehouse and you fall asleep doing your homework. And you have to accomplish a bunch of different adventures, and every adventure that you beat, you get a higher grade. So you start off with an F, you beat one adventure, you get a D, and you go up, so on, so on. Well, each adventure had, like, a theme to it. So in one, you were, like, Godzilla running through a city, and another one, you were, like, an Indiana Jones. The problem with this game <laughs> was that it was so, the controls were so bad, and the game was so difficult that... And it was just unforgiving. So, like, if you died one, like, you could beat three of the levels and then die, and you're starting over. So that sounds just, that sounds a lot like uh, Bart uh, or The Simpsons Go Hollywood. I, I think that's what that was called too. Same thing. Yeah. Terrible controls. Are you ter- talking about Bart versus the World? Uh, maybe. It w- yeah, you know what? It was Bart versus the World. Yeah, Bart versus the World, where you you went you out you fought the mis- different Mr. Burns from throughout time and yes, the world. that's the one. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's Bart versus the World. Equally terrible game. Uh. Yeah, and that one you just you kind of just went around and you fought the different Mr. Burns's. You, he really didn't go that far in the world either. So like, <laughs> I think you just went to like you went to like Egypt, Hollywood, the North and Pole, the North and Pole. China. Yeah, and I remember all the the names were like plays on Mr. Burns. Like, <laughs> I can't remember, but anyway, yeah, that was that was. But anyway, this game, I remember specifically the Indiana Jones part because you had to jump from column to column, and these columns would sink. And it was just there was so much crap going on, and these columns were sinking. And it was just one of those things where you you didn't know which columns were going to sink, so you just had to guess randomly, and so you had to die. So <laughs> no matter no matter what, like no matter what, how far you were, as soon as you got to the Indiana Jones level, you would die, and you'd have to start over again. So it was like this process of just continuously playing the game over and over again, so you could get one column farther. And so that was just ridiculous, and it, I never got higher than a C. Really? The, on the grade? No, I never did because it was impossible. Well, and know, the other thing about the game was was the the menu screen wasn't like, or like the gameplay when you weren't in the stories was you just running around the street looking for pieces of paper blowing down the street. Huh. And that's all you did was just walked around waiting for these pieces <coughs> of paper. Nothing else going on. It was so stupid. Anyway, and the other game that I really, really wanted to bring up was Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, the reason that I'm bringing it up is because 
I really liked the Battletoads. Like, I was like, Ninja Turtles are cool, but I'm a little bit more into the Battletoads. I had the Battletoads comics. Yeah. Which not a lot of people had. You had your pimple, your zit, and your rash. Yeah. Like characters. Um, I was really into them, right? So that game comes out. I'm pumped up as hell. You know, the game might have came out, and they kind of like, all that shit came out at once. So I'm like into this. So I start playing the game. You know, you start playing. You, the first thing that's really weird is your weapons are just like these little yellow glow sticks. Well, that was, you, that was if you picked them up. You were mostly unarmed. No, I know. No, no, I know. I know. Your fists would get all big and your boot would and you'd yeah, yeah, yeah. horns and stuff. Well, anyway, the thing that really bothered me, though, was those sticks were just so weird. It was like you had a little ki- a kendo stick. That was like your, like your <laughs> weapon you pick up. It was like so awkward. But, I mean, I think everyone knows where I'm going with this. The worst and most difficult thing that's ever been in a video game, the second level of Battletoads, which is you on the jet skis oh, going yeah. over going over 30-plus jumps or walls that if you mess up once, you go back, you die, and start over the level. Yeah. Well, also, yeah. If you, which that game was a game you needed two players to have fun with because it's a lot more fun with two players. First of all, it was broken because you could hit each other. So you basically killed each other constantly because you're, I mean, your, your attacks were so big. Like when your fist blew up, there was like no chance you weren't going to hit the other guy. If you were, if you were fighting a guy and he was between you two, it was like impossible. And then the other thing was with that, with the G, jumps, the jumps and all that, you freaking, oh God, with the jumps and all that, it was like, if you could do it by yourself, even if you knew the pattern, like if you had a pattern written down like I did in a notebook in front of me, then you could then you were like amazing. If you could do it even with knowing the pattern, but having a friend do it at the exact same time and then going through the game and beating it without getting a game over after the third level, which I mean you'd never been to the third level before, so it was like impossible. Ugh, pissed me off. So there there you have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you have it. Those are there's a those are our games that have pissed us off through time. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. <Stop. clears throat> All right. Well, uh, I guess we should probably close it out there. Um, just a couple of quick uh, quick reminders for everybody: the contest for both the beard off and uh, the Operation Flashpoint Two uh, are still open right now. So go on over and sign up for both of those. Um, also, <clears throat> there there are some open positions here on eldergeek.com. So if you're looking to um, you know, expand your writing skills or, or, you know, break into the, into the video game world, so to speak. This is an awesome opportunity for you. Um, please be sure to, you know, check out the site for more information. Uh, if you would like to send a resume and uh, two writing samples to info at elder-geek.com. Um, trying to think anything else we got to, uh, do we got to cover? Oh yeah. As always sign up for the YouTube page, sign up for the Facebook page and sign up for our Twitter account. We are actually using all of those things pretty regularly right about now. And subscribe and rate the podcast. And review the And podcast. subscribe and rate to the podcast. Yep. And that's it. That's it, everybody. Have a good uh, week. Have a yep. week. Bye, guys. Chief?